Perhaps if you tried applying yourself to your schoolwork a little more, what makes you think I'm not? You spend so much time out with Katie, and... I look up to see a frown crease his forehead. He has no idea who else I spend time with, and opts for a lame. Your friends. And your marks aren't what they should be. Should they be more like Jay's? I say, changing a four to a seven in my last answer. Now it just looks like a weird Chinese symbol. Robert rubs the gap between his eyebrows with two fingers. A sure sign he's sick of the conversation. I don't want you comparing yourself to him. We all know why. Robert might have the perfect son, but Mum certainly hasn't got the perfect daughter. I write over the seven again. It looks even worse now. By the time we dropped Lola off at her school and pulled up near the front of Kingsway, I've done enough to get by, although I'll get some snarky comment about presentation when I hand it in. I tell Robert that I'll be going round to Katie's after school and open the door, swinging it straight into some boy walking past. Sorry, I say once I've got out and slammed the door shut. No worries. It's Aaron Tyler the new history teacher's son. He looks through me, an elastic band smile stretching tightly across his face for a second, before pinging back into nothing as he carries on walking down to the school. I watch him for a moment. He's quite fit behind that tucked-in shirt and perfect length tie. Anyone else would get flack for looking so smart, but there's something in the way he wears it that stops anyone, even the basketball boys from taking the piss. He only started this term, like his dad did, and there are plenty of rumours about why Aaron Tyler's moved schools halfway through his GCSEs. Gideon reckons he's gay and got bullied. I reckon that's just wishful thinking. I asked Katie what she thought, but she wasn't interested in why he'd left, only whether she was in with a chance. Although I know she googled him after that to see if she could find anything. She didn't, but, knowing her, she wouldn't have bothered reading beyond the first page. She's not that interested in him. My phone beeps a text. Katie, obviously. You shag Fletch again? He's given your homework session ten out of ten. Aaron. Like the over-enthusiast he is, Dad signed up to champion Kingsway's Healthy Eating Initiative, and so I, as his son, must set an example and choose one of the flavourless concoctions offered up in the school canteen. Lasagna, made with something that has more in common with cat litter than cat food, or a dish of unknown origin that claims it may contain nuts. Interesting how it's more important to tell me what might be in it than what is in it. I go for the lasagna, just as someone reaches across to grab a bread roll. Sorry, mate. It's Stuart Fletcher. Fletch. I don't like him. He spends a lot of time bragging, and the rest checking out his over-gelled hair in any surface that yields the slightest reflection. He's doing it now in the glass screens above the hot plates. I edge my tray further along and listen in to his conversation. She came round to mine last night and we... You know... Really? 
I find it hard to imagine why anyone would want to have sex with someone who uses that much hair product. Top marks! His tray wobbles, and I catch his bread roll before it lands in my lunch. I hand it back, but he's too busy telling his story to notice. Not a surprise that Hannah Shepherd knows how to have a good time. Hannah Shepherd? I've heard that name before now, and I've noticed who it belongs to. The girl who tried to take me out with a car door this morning. Dude, why are you telling me this? It's the boy Fletch is talking to. What is it about my expression that implies I give a fairy's fart? I glance up to see a boy from my class deliver a deadpan, unimpressed face. I catch his eye, and he winks so fast that Fletch misses it. As I stand and look for somewhere I can read my book and deter anyone from talking to me,